the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Rosenthal Wealth Management. It's time now for Making Money Sense, live with Larry Rosenthal. Larry is recognized as one of the nation's leading financial and retirement planners and is here to answer your questions right now. Author, speaker, and talk show host Larry Rosenthal is dedicated to teaching others financial stewardship from a biblical point of view. Call Larry now. Studio lines are open at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Making Money Sense is on the air. Indeed, time for another edition of the Larry Rosenthal Show. And here he is, our financial and retirement expert himself, (laughs) right here in studio with us. Good morning, Larry. Good morning, Chris, and how are you today? I am doing, doing well. I mean, I'm hoping uh, here on the West Coast anyway, or East, West Coast, East Coast here in the the Washington, D.C. area, we're looking at a little snow here at some point, huh? Yeah, it looks like there's going to be a storm coming across. You know, I hope everybody braces themselves. It's going to be a big one up in the, in, in, in the north, so de- definitely, definitely. Well, it's good to be back in the studio after being out last you. week. You know, I was in uh, Florida at an investment conference meeting at the beginning of the year. There's all kinds of investment meetings, um, you know, talking about last year's performances and the markets and what, what all the predictions are this year. Lots of good news. Everybody seemed very, very positive. Well, that you is know, good news. Uh, yeah, exactly. A lot of the angst and, and stuff that hit the markets in, in December all seem to have subsided a little bit, although there's still warnings and technical traders are, are concerned about resistance levels in the markets and all different kinds of fun Wall Street talk uh, <laughs> about that. But bottom line here is the Fed is has stepped back a little bit. From its tightening view of of interest rates and 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 slowing down the economy and just sort of stepped back and said, you know, maybe right now we're just going to see how things play out. There's not that much inflation in the system, which on one hand is is a good thing. Uh, the system, the the economy is still growing and expanding. Positive news the other day from China, uh, you know, but but things are still in the works. As far as trade goes, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so so we, we, we this is what we want. We want the Fed to, to step back out of the way. We've wanted this since 2008, you know, and and they're they're finally doing it now. Now we have some geopolitical issues with trade that seems to be in, in moving forward. How that ends up, we don't know. I think somehow, some way it's going to end up being a win win solution. We need to get that behind us in our rearview mirror. Uh, some some news this week, um, you know, uh, people were saying that that the U.S. is considering <clears throat> not employing some of the new sanctions coming up or lessening them. Uh, there's been conflicting information about that. At the same time, there's been some positive news coming out of China, talking about trying to balance trade towards 2024. You know, working systematically towards that that type of a balance, and that's what really shot the markets up yesterday. So mm-hmm. we'll wait and see how that that plays out. More and more meetings are are, are coming along, and the market's going to continue to trade 
on news about about uh, the China, China pending China deal. So yeah, we'll have to, to wait and see what's happening there. Exactly. Then we've got earnings. You know, we're we're getting into the throes of of corporate earnings. You know, how do earnings look in the fourth quarter of 2018? And remember, it's not compared to the third quarter of 18. It's compared to the fourth quarter of 17. So it's year over year earnings, and that was a blockbuster period of time. So with with the the economy. With the U.S. economy and the world economy slowing, not stalling or retracting or contracting, but just slowing from the the, the, the massive pace it's been on the last three quarters, earnings are coming in a little bit lower. That's already baked into the system. What people are going to be listening to now, Chris, on these earning calls is guidance going forward. It's all about guidance right now. Wall Street has sort of moved past the are you hitting your number or not, and it's guidance. What do you see in the future? So it's all going to be about guidance. We've got a lot of big earnings coming out in the next few weeks. Have they kind of ignored the geopolitics thing of the government being closed? Is it, it just doesn't seem to be hitting any numbers on the, on the markets. The we 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 have had nineteen nineteen or twenty government shutdowns since nineteen seventy six. Yeah. Okay, and the average performance in the S and P five hundred during those shutdowns, and and you know some have been just a few days. Some the the, the longest one was twenty one days. Now we've got a record, mm-hmm. but the average performance of the S and P five hundred during those periods of time was minus. Point six of one percent, just a blip on the radar. So it's really nothing, you know. Right now, during this government shutdown, the market's way up. Mm. So it's you know, and and we're we're starting to see headlines now about <clears throat> for each week that the government shut down, it's taking one tenth of a percent off of GDP. Well, that is trimming it and making the the corners softer, definitely. But at, you know, at the same time, I, we we need to get this fixed. No, oh, yeah, uh, yes, yes. There, there's 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 people that are are out of work. There's people that aren't getting paid and they're working. And yeah. you know, so. But you know, speaking of that, uh, President Trump announced that he's going to make some sort of announcement today at 3 p.m. So we'll have to wait and see what what that's all about. Uh, you know, I I I, I don't know. Um, but but you know, all in all, we're going to be talking about China. We're, this you know, 2019 is going to be a year of of a little bit more volatility, a little bit more back to the norm. You know, five of the last seven years, the stock market volatility has been below the average. So we're going to start to see a little bit more of that now. And and you know, the markets are 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 um, uh, re- really pushing up nicely right now. And it's basically because the Fed is pulling back. And positive news about China has come out in the, in, in the news recently, and now eyes are going to be focused on earnings season coming up. So, mm-hmm. hey, give us a ring this morning with any of your questions at all. Give us a call at 855-ROSE-123, 855-767-3123. You listen to Making Money Sense. I'm Larry Rosenthal. We'll be back in a moment. Listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855 Rose 123. That's 855 767 3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment.
Have you ever wanted to be part of something big? Nonprofit organization called Stars Children Africa. Do you want to be a part of something that changes a child's life? Orphans who are high school age who would not have a chance to get education otherwise. Now you can be part of something that brings hope. What we do is we actually pay for the school fees. For about the cost of a new suit, you can change an orphan's future for a whole year. We pay for the school fees, and that averages around $500 to $550 a year total. That means food, lodging, the teaching, the education part, the the uniform, that whole thing. Call now, 703-201-2494. Or go to starschildrenafrica.org. For a dollar and a half a day, one child would be educated for that year in high school. 703-201-2494. Call right now. For $500 a year, you can change an orphan's life. 703-201-2494. Delivering sound financial advice you can depend on. You found the Larry Rosenthal Show. Call now with your questions, 855-767-3123, or stop by LarryRosenthal.com. This is the Larry Rosenthal Show. We'd love to hear from you today at 855-767-3123. Any question that you have for our financial and retirement expert here in studio can be answered right now on those telephone lines, 855-767-3123. Larry, I know you've got some, uh, instead of answering, asking questions on the phone, you could actually be asking those questions at one of your upcoming seminars. You've got a couple coming up. We are. We're doing um, a whole new series of seminars, uh, (coughs) excuse me, coming up here in in, uh, February, March, and April. It's going to be over in uh, Turf Valley in Ellicott City in in Maryland. You can go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com, and click on the seminars. It's open to the public, and and on February 19th, we're actually having two classes at Turf Valley. We're going to have an afternoon class as well as an evening class. We'll have light refreshments at both. Uh, There's no cost for this. Uh, feel free to, to, to come on in. And the, in the first class uh, in, on February 19th, again, we're going to do the same class twice a day there. And we're, going to be, we're calling it Maximizing the IRAs. And what we're going to be discussing is, is how to take advantage and understand the lifetime tax advantage multi-generational IRA and the do's and don'ts of Roth IRA conversions. Uh, Roth IRA conversions are big right now in in the financial press because it's tax season. We're getting lots of questions about that, so we want to do a lot of education to people about that. I want to focus real quick on the multi-generational IRA. What is that? What does that mean? Well, Chris, here's the premise of it. Your IRA account can live in a tax-deferred state kicking out income for as long as 82.4 years after you pass, going to different beneficiaries, as long as you fill out the beneficiary form correctly. A lot of this all plays off the beneficiary form, and so many people do not understand this, how to fill out the beneficiary form. So we're going to be going over the beneficiary form, and it's going to enable you to do the stretch or the multi-generational lifetime. And it's going to save your heirs thousands and thousands of potentially tens of thousands of dollars in unnecessary early tax. So it's very important for you to understand how to fill out the beneficiary forms and then whether or not you need to have a Roth conversion coupled with all of this stuff. So if you're interested, go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com, click on seminars, and you can register right there. There's no cost for the seminar, and the, uh, the refreshments are complimentary as well. 
Happy to have you come on out, bring bring a crowd, or give our office a call at 855-ROSE-123. Be happy to see you there. You know, the markets, Chris, are up a little bit this year so far. The Dow's up just a hair under 6%, and the S&P's just slightly over it as well. NASDAQ is, is a little bit over 7%, so the markets are continuing to, 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 to bounce back, which is a good thing. Just wanted, wanted to, uh, I forgot to, to mention that at the beginning, top of the show there. I want to turn right now and talk a little bit about a subject that we put on our radio on, on our website. Each week we will we will add a new special highlighted subject or theme that we want to talk about. And again, you can go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com. Use it for your financial education. That's what it's there for. There's tons and tons of information out there. And again, we've done many, many seminars. All, all, I can't, tens of thousands of hours, probably thousands of hours of teaching of, of seminars to deliver financial education to people. And one of the things that we wanted to talk about this week, sort of highlight, is, is special needs trust for, for, for kids. These, these are, uh, you know, children that are, that are handicapped, whether minors or adults. What type of a trust is involved with that? How do you make sure that the child is still receiving the the income, the the uh, assistance from the government uh, dollars, but but without hurting it? How do you set aside money for their care? What are all the do's and don'ts? I actually have a video there today. If you go check it out, LarryRosenthal.com, click on the radio show tab, and you'll see this, the subject there. It's just a little two-minute video. And if you want some more information on the Special Needs Trust, um, then please go ahead and give reach out to us. We'll be happy to send you out information on that. And you need to work with a, a, what I would call a, a, an estate planning attorney who specializes in special needs trust. There's lots of tricky tax rules and programs that have to go into the trust in order to make things work uh, for, for, for your, your, your child there. And, and when, you, when you take a look at the number of people, adult people that have a handicap or a disability that, that uh, require special needs throughout the country, a special needs trust is often an overlooked scenario, and people don't know how to navigate these waters. So there's a quick little video on there, just a couple of minutes long. Again, go to the website, LarryRosenthal.com. Click on the radio tab, and radio show tab, and it'll be right there for you. And if you want some information, we'll be happy to send it out to you. Just shoot us an email there. So uh, very good information there. Of course, we like to, to, to give back with all of this. And, and educate people. Uh, that's why we have this this radio show. You know, mm-hmm. feel free to give us a ring eight five five rose one two three eight five five seven six seven three one two three. You know, it's also really wonderful that uh, you know that folks can give back to the children who can't you know get help themselves. It's those who can help or a little bit and or give them a little bit more of a leg up. It's just a wonderful thing, I think. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, I agree. Yeah. So. Hey, so let's talk a little bit about uh, re- retirement mistakes, you know? Yeah, we need to uh, make any one of those, you know? <laughs> no, you know, you can make all kinds of mistakes, right? But you don't want them to make one for retirement, correct? Well, you can't recover from those much very easily. Those are a little harder. Oh, is that the deal? You can't go, you know, we should be born at 65 and work our way down, right? <laughs> I like that. There, That's there you go. The, the closer you get to zero, the less money you have, right? <laughs> I like it. All right. And, and, and at zero, you're at zero, and that works. You know? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. So, one of the biggest retirement mistakes that, that people make is not practicing living on their post-retirement income. We see this many, many times where people will say, well, need. You know, this is what I have coming in now, but how much do I need? And, and how do I practice on this? 
And and you really it, it comes down to to developing a financial plan. You know what what are some of the retirement mistakes? And and it is people moving into. I can't tell you how many times I've seen somebody. You know, say yeah. Well, we look good. You know, the assets, the income, the expenses, and all that kind of stuff. But but they're relying on on their pre-retirement income, and a lot of times, people's income is a little bit less in their retirement years than it is in their pre-retirement years. So make sure that you you know just a little little thing there, just a little little nugget. Practice on your post-retirement income before you actually retire. Another mistake that people make also is neglecting the insurance side of the house. What type of insurance do you need to carry when you're into when you're moving into retirement? Do you need the same level of insurance? Homeowners insurance, health insurance. You know, how how are you going to bridge over to Medicare? Get educated on all these things. What about long-term care insurance? You know, so do a do a good insurance audit before you move into your retirement years. And then where are you going to live? Are you going to stay in the same house? Are you going to trade down to a different home? What are you going to do with your time? I was working with, so you know, a lot, a lot of times when we work with, with clients, you know, all across the country, and, and it comes to the retirement planning discussion on post-retirement, what are you going to do, where are you going to live? I see people moving all over the country. I see people staying in the same spot, doing all different things. And, it has to and goals, right? You need to know what your goals are so you know what you're going to do. So. Correct. When you open up that calendar and you look and you say there's nothing on the calendar, <laughs> it's kind good. of a daunting task. That, that's exactly correct. So so what are the things that you're going to be doing? Where are you going to live? How are you going to socialize? Who are you going to socialize with? All of these types of questions really go into the the whole retirement scenario. And <clears throat> a lot of people stop and say, okay, now I'm going to retire. I'm going to sit on the couch. I'm going to lay <laughs> on the beach. I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to chill out. You know, Two days later, you're going to be thinking, rethinking that one, I think. We're not built for that. No. We, we are definitely not built for that. And, and stop and think about this for a second here, Chris. What do you want to do in the second half of your life? What is it that you want to do? How do you want to give back? How do you want to do more work for the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. Where do, What are you going to do? There's, there's a great book out there. It's called uh, Halftime. And and look up this book, read it. It talks all about what are you going to do in the second half of the life of your life? You know, how do we go about? working how do we continue to do to do things to have input in in Mm -hmm. people's lives you know how do you want to where do you want to do it how do you want to spend the time you know just leisurely for yourself is it all about yourself no it's about the lord always Mm -hmm. whether you're working or you're in retirement years what how are you going to set yourself up to do to do more work like that for the lord so you said one thing that i think is kind of important you said that uh the second half of your life there's a lot more to retirement these days than there used to be. I mean, it wasn't a half. It was maybe a third or a quarter. You didn't have that many years left. But today, we're living longer, and, wow, it's, it is a long time. Retirement yes, can't it be a long time. Yes, yeah. it definitely it, is. It could be. I mean, people are retiring for 25, 35 years. Yeah, that you is know, the second half uh, in 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 retirement, and that that that's a that's a pretty intimidating thing too. When you talk about money, your income and expenses, how you have to make sure that your money outpaces taxes and inflation during your retirement years, mm-hmm. and and you know the, the back in the seventies when somebody retired, seventies or eighties, somebody would retire, you know, seven to ten years later. That's all. That's how long their money had to last. Now. 
it has to last a lot longer. So you still have to build your portfolios, your investment streams, so that you can really take a good look at, at, at I'm sorry, so that you can continue to outpace taxes and inflation and maintain purchasing power. The loss of purchasing power is a very, very unsettling thing in retirement years. So it's, it's, it's really important that, that, that you really do that. And there's different types of products available. You know, how do you turn your income into stream how do you turn your investments into streams of income in your retirement years take take a look at this chris you 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 build it from 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 the ground up you've got social security and maybe a pension maybe you will do some part-time work i don't know but then you've got bonds bonds the primary investment objective of bonds is current income so bonds can deliver you current income throughout your retirement years however they're traditionally they will not keep pace with inflation and taxes so you've got to have some money conservatively positioned in bonds to deliver income but that means you also have to have some money over on the other side of the street in in equities to continue to grow for years down the road for you how do you set up your your investments in systematic withdrawal plans you know when you take a look at the dividends and just individual stocks the S&P 500 has a dividend rate of 2.1%. That's not all that high. Mm. So if you have a portfolio of just only stocks, you could be hurting yourself when it comes to dividends because you may have to actually sell shares in order to provide yourself with dollars to live off of in retirement. So so there's there's seven or eight different ways that you combine turning your investments into streams of income. You know, annuities, different types of dividends, blue chip dividends, um, real estate type dividends that, that are much higher. You know, uh, 10, 11 percent today, these dividends are paying systematic withdrawal programs from mutual funds. So so there's a whole strategy involved with how to turn your your investment, uh, your growth oriented investments into streams of income from reliable sources. Uh, in a tax-efficient way, I should add, during your retirement years. So, yeah, see, we've got to take a quick break here. Let's, let's let's open up the phone lines. Give us a call on Open Mic Saturday. How's that sound? On any questions it's at all that me. you may have, yep, give us a call at 855-ROSE-123, 855-767-3123. Again, that number is 855-767-3123. You're listening to Making Money Sense. I'm Larry Rosenthal. Back in a moment. Listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855 Rose 123. That's 855 767 3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. Here's a quick tip for you. Remember, It's time in the market, not necessarily timing. Stay away from lots of buy-sell transactions. Find quality, buy it and hold it until the quality goes away or your investment objectives change. It's time in the market, not necessarily timing. If you'd like more information on proper investing, then go visit my website at LarryRosenthal.com or simply give us a call at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. That's 855-767-3123. 
You're listening to the Larry Rosenthal Show, Making Money Sense. If you'd like to dial in, phone number is 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. Look, we've got Nicole on the line. Well, I'm calling because I want to figure out how should I invest in my 401k. I have a job that pays me well, but it doesn't have any benefits. And I have another job which does not pay as well as I would like, but it has all my benefits, full benefits, short-term disability, long-term disability, everything. And I don't want to depend on this job, the other job that pays well. And I want to basically figure out what should I invest my money in. Well, Nicole, how old are you? Um. In my 40s. I want you to invest in growth-oriented mutual funds inside your 401k plan. I want you to have some money on international, some money domestic, some money in large cap, some money in small cap. If you have specialty areas inside your 401k, such as technology or emerging markets and things like that, those are some of the areas that I want you to get into as well. But you cannot afford not to invest inside the 401k and as the economy starts grinding forward and the markets continue to grind forward I think that you're going to be very happy 20 years down the road of buying the shares of these assets at today's prices picture it kinda like this that you're at a train station and you're standing on the platform and the train starts moving and you haven't jumped on it yet and it's a very long train and it's going very very slow well one day that trains gonna leave the station and you're not gonna be able to jump on right and that's what's happening in the economy right now. If it's at the job that you don't think you're going to stay at that long, oh, well, if you ever leave that job or they close, you can always roll that money over to your own IRA, but you do need to take advantage of it. Okay, and what about gold mutual funds? I think that if you're going to put some money into commodities, gold, that's absolutely fine, but just don't overdo it. Do some dollar cost averaging, put a little bit in each month along with your other contributions if your 401k plan allows for that. What about treasury bonds and things like that? If you're looking to put money into treasuries, it's a very, very defensive move today. And I think at your age, with what you're trying to accomplish 20 years down the road for retirement, at least that's my understanding of this phone call, I would not be putting money into treasuries. Okay. I think it's important, Larry, when we when we think about uh, – Gosh, all the different opportunities and investments when you're getting started young, um, getting the right tools, getting a, a good uh, a good mix of tools, but really looking at those goals, right? That's the important thing. What do you need to do with that money long term? A lot of it does have to do with when your time frame. Uh, in looking at your time frame, Chris, you know she she was plus twenty years or so down the road, mm-hmm. and when you un- when if you sort of just divide the investment world up into cash, bonds, and equities. Well, cash and bonds really do not outpace taxes and inflation long term. You have to have your money positioned that way. There's nothing wrong with having money in cash or cash equivalents, treasury bonds, regular bonds, commodities. There's nothing wrong with it, but there's a season for everything. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a time for it all. And and that's what you have to really understand is the shift of, of what's happening in the economy, where what are the markets doing? What time frame are you are you pacing towards? Because you know you might want to retire in seven years, somebody else in three months, and somebody else in in nineteen years. <clears throat> but the market doesn't care. The market and the economy is gonna it's doing its own thing. So you've got to sort of be running down that railroad track, looking at all this stuff to see what's happening next to you, and make sure your your assets are positioned accordingly. You make sure you're on the train, right? You don't want to leave in the station without you. 
<laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> that that is definitely correct. So, you know, and, and and people get caught up too in 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 all of this. You know, Matthew six twenty four is very clear. No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and wealth at the same time. And we have to understand how to, you know, when the Lord gives us these assets, what is our role? Our role is good stewardship with them. And, and we need to figure out how to use these assets to take care of our family or take care of ourselves, but also pour it back into the Lord's kingdom, take care of the poor, give to the poor, tithe, you know, all, all of this, because that, that's what we, we need to be doing with, with the assets that the, that the Lord really gives us. And, um, you know, first month of the year, we, we've kind of always have a theme of, of starting the year off correctly, understanding what you, what you want to be doing. And, and, you know, I've got some, some self-examining questions that, that's kind of neat. I hand these out at, at our seminars that we do. Um, you know, sort of on a scale of one to ten, one the most conservative, or, or ten, or, or one going, you know, I, I don't have a clue. Ten, <laughs> I've got this totally, totally together. We're, I think we're you gonna, hit me with the first one there. I don't have a clue. <laughs> there we go. We're going to come back to that in a moment. <laughs> Let's go ahead and welcome Helen on the line from Texas. Good morning, Helen. How are you this morning? I'm good. How are you? I'm well. How can I help you? I have a quick question. I have a lump sum of money sitting in a savings account, and I need to figure out the best way to invest it because I'm getting older and my husband's already retired, and I need to figure out how to just make it work for me. Well, Helen, the the issue with putting money in the bank, I mean, it's always a good thing. The, 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 the advantage of having money in the bank, obviously, is it's guaranteed. You can't lose it to market fluctuations or anything like that. The risk is having too much money there, earning too little rates of return. So if you're thinking about taking some of the money out of the bank, that's probably appropriate, but not all of it. I want you to make sure you leave dollars in the bank. There's nothing wrong with that. Then the question becomes, what's the objective? What do you want to try to do with the money that you pull out of the bank? What, what is it you want, you're looking to accomplish? I need to uh, make more money because my husband's already retired and I'm not getting any older. So I need to start thinking about my future and my retirement. Okay, so you're, you, it, it, are you going to need to live off of some of the interest of this money? Yes. Okay, so now we need to take a look at what, where, you, where else you have money invested, what other types of savings and investment programs you have, broaden the conversation a little bit as to do you, have, do you and your husband have a pension or, or pensions, how much are you receiving from Social Security at some point versus all of your expenses. That's how we're going to back into the answer of where some of this money needs to be invested. Because let's just suppose that that just to do very math very easy in this in, in, here on the radio and as an illustration, let's just suppose that you need five thousand dollars a month of after tax spendable income to live off of, and between pensions and social securities and and whatever, you might have three thousand dollars a month. So that means we have two thousand dollars of a gap that we need to fill. Um, so in one scenario, now we need to take a look at your savings and investments and see how can they produce that $2,000 a month. Um, what is the risk level of that? On the other hand, suppose you have $4,000 a month coming in and you only need $1,000 a month. 
Now we need to take a look at the, the same dollars there that you're talking about employing from the bank, and they can actually be invested in a little less risky place because you don't need to generate as much income out of them. So, so that's really the formula that we have to that we have to uh, really take a good look at. I'll send you out our financial planning toolkit if you like, and we can help you dissect that that need and make sure that the investments are aligned appropriately with the with the income needs that you're trying to get. I'd appreciate that. Yep, absolutely, Helen. Let me go ahead and put you on hold, and Bob will get your information. We'll be happy to send you out the the financial planning toolkit. Appreciate the phone call. You're listening to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show here. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. With any of your financial planning or investment questions, if you've got questions on trades in the market, what the Fed's doing, what's going on in your retirement plans, give us a ring. Also, visit my website, LarryRosenthal.com. Come on out to one of our seminars here. We've got one coming up uh, here in Ellicott City in Maryland, just outside of Baltimore. I'm more than happy to um, to have you there. What are you going to cover in that seminar, Larry? What are you gonna yep, do? we're going to be talking about the lifetime tax advantage stretch or multi-generational IRAs, how to fill out your beneficiary forms correctly. You know, we're going to teach people about the differences on their beneficiary forms that enable their heirs to have superior tax treatment when they receive the money. There's all types of issues when it comes to beneficiary forms and and messing it all up, you know, and and we're going to teach the difference between a designated beneficiary versus a beneficiary. And until I learned this years ago, I never knew there was a difference between a beneficiary or a designated beneficiary, but a designated beneficiary properly filled out on the beneficiary form enables your heirs to have a superior tax treatment versus just a beneficiary. So I have a so question gonna, about that. Larry, gonna, when you're talking about the multi-generational, I mean, is it really possible to take and not lose the principal from generation to generation and still continue to invest across? So, the- so it is possible to, to, to have an IRA generate income and make distributions for multi-generations. Yes. Wow, cool. Yes, it can last as long as three, uh, I'm sorry, it can last as long as 82.4 years after you pass. Um, but but not necessarily, but, but you, you know, you have to drain it out at some point. Uh, okay. Okay, so you will disperse principal, but you, you, you only have to take a minimum out each year, therefore getting the advantage of tax-deferred compound growth for a long, long time if your beneficiary form is filled out correctly. So uh, check it out. You know, we're also going to teach the difference between um, uh, per stirpes and per capita Mm -hmm. as far as the beneficiary designation goes. And what happens in the eight different tax scenarios? Check it out, Chris. Eight different tax scenarios if someone passes. There's only eight? Yeah. Before they're they're 70 and a half or after they're 70 and a half, Versus if the money's going to a spouse or a non-spousal beneficiary. Mm. There's eight different scenarios that people have to understand. And once you understand this and fill out your beneficiary form correctly, your heirs are going to be placed in a position where they can receive an enhanced tax treatment versus the default of messing it all up and paying a large, unnecessary early tax. So check it out. February 19th at Turf Valley uh, uh, Resort in Ellicott City, Maryland, just outside of Baltimore. There's no charge, and the the, uh, refreshments and stuff are complimentary. Come on out. Register at our our website, LarryRosenthal.com. Just click on Seminars and Register right there, or simply give us a ring at 855-767-3123 to register for the seminar or any questions that you may have today. I was going to ask you, Larry, with this tax uh, situation, this new tax rules and these new tax laws, 
let's throw in a few people for a loop here. I mean, is it really going to mess with our investments as well, or is there going to be some changes in there? Uh, no, I don't really see much changes as far as investments, uh, investments and, and things like that. You know, the 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 the, the tax changes that, that really took place are going to have a, a, a very far-reaching uh, positive scenario oh, okay. when, when you really take a look at, at small business owners uh, as far as repatriating dollars, uh, as far as the corporate tax cuts go. It, it's making America very competitive. It oh. really is. And so we're going to see that. You know, we, we, we had a nice sugar high in 2017 and, and, <laughs> and, uh, and eighteen from, from, from uh, the, the, the tax cuts there kicking in last year. Uh, as far as personal income tax go, and, and a lot of people are going to save a little bit of money. Some people it's going to cost a little bit more. It just depends. And but um, all in all, I, I, I would give it a, a positive score, a positive grade when it when it comes down to that. Definitely. Awesome. Um, so you know, we we were talking about self-examining questions and things like that, and then and in this market turmoil. There's been all types of questions coming out because, you know, we, we, we just came off of, of a few years of very low volatility where it was very easy. Oh, yeah, just put the money in the market and you'll make money. It's no problem. It's easy to do, right? You know, and, and now all of a sudden we have some market turmoil, some wonderful buying opportunities. But the question is, what is your buy and sell decision process today? What is the buy and sell decision process today? We see people... Now all over the airways and newsletters out there, <clears throat> all talking about resistance levels and support levels and buying and selling and trading on different directions. Hey, there's nothing wrong with it if you can get it correct. At the same time, do you want to trade or not? You know, is your portfolio built to begin with to withstand directional shifts in the market like this? In other words, you know, the, the market last year in 2018 lost 6.7%. Did your portfolio, did your household of investments lose more or less than that? And so we're talking about downside capture. The market went down 6.7%. How much of that did you capture? Did you only lose 3%? Well, that's pretty good. On the other hand, in 2017 when the S&P did, ni did 19%, how much of that did you capture on the upside? Maybe you captured 17% of it. Maybe you captured 21% of it. So the question becomes, how is your portfolio, your 401K, your spouse's 401K, your savings account, your brokerage account, your IRAs, everything combined together, what's the bottom line on the performance in an up market and in a down market? That's really what the question is today, is is your portfolio sustainable in market shifts like this? Because I think in 2019, we're going to have more volatility. We're going to see the markets move down quickly, especially off of, trade, uh, off of headline news coming out of China. Or if the Fed does get reinvolved again, if we start to see the economy continue to expand and grow more and more, and we start to see inflation come into the system, the Fed's going to come back to the, to the dance table. Uh, to, the, to the dance floor. There's no doubt in my mind about that. But right now, they've got a wait-and-see approach, which is where they should be also. But that doesn't mean they're going to sit there forever. So how is your portfolio positioned for all this, and what is your buy-and-sell decision process with everything? Now's a great time to really take a good look at the grading of your mutual funds, your ETFs, your stocks, and your portfolio. How did they weather this storm in the last quarter of last year? 
Did they perform the way you wanted them to perform? You know, it gets very easy. People are very, very easy when, when, the, when the markets are moving up slowly and gradually over, over a, quite a bit of time, 2016, 17, and, and half of 18, and you can just sort of sit back and, oh, yeah, I can handle some risk. I'm good and blah, blah, blah and all this. But when the markets get rocked a little bit, <clears throat> risk comes to the top as far as do you really want to handle it. And that's the real my point. view starts to come out, right? <laughs> there you go. That's my point is, and I can go on and on about this, and I don't want to belabor the point. My point is, though, take a good, solid look at things right now. Talk to your advisor. Understand what's happening. Go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com. Pull down some of the risk articles that we have in our in our library there. Understand what your your beta is. Your uh, the the <clears throat> There's a term in the industry called beta, and it measures the risk. In other words, the market has a beta number of 1.00. When you put all of your investments down on paper, put them into the software programs, maybe your beta is 0.89, meaning you have 11% less risk than the market. Is that where you want to be? Hmm. For a lot of people, yes. For some people, no. They want more risk because they want to grow more and more. So, again, bottom line, take a good look at where your investments are right now. Do you need to make some shifts? Because all this is sitting on top of an expanding economy. And... That's another question, too, as far as that scale goes, where, one, you don't have a clue. Ten, you're knocking the cover off the ball. How much do you understand the economy? Do you understand the, the role of the Fed? Do you understand the geopolitical issues with trade and supply chains? Do you understand that uh, the housing numbers that come out, the ISM manufacturing numbers that come out, uh, industrial production numbers that come out? The consumer sentiment numbers that come out, and the list goes on and but, on. But and you on really and don't on. need to, right? I mean, you, if that's not your thing, you have somebody like yourself, a financial planner, to, to look at these things for you, right? That's you, correct. Yeah. There's, a, there's, there's, you know, but there, you know, you, you take a look at at when the economy's shifting, and it is, it's it's slowing a little bit, but still growing. Very mm. optimistic here. Very bullish still. Uh, but, you know, how how do you understand the economy as to where you should be or shouldn't be investing? There's a lot of people that do it themselves, Chris. Well, there is, but you and, still kind of need to have some professionals that really have their, you know, the understanding of what's going on. Even as even a do-it-yourselfer is going to be looking someplace to find out the answers, right? And then, I would agree. Yeah. Yes. Yes, yeah. definitely. I would agree. That's one of the things that we, we put on our on our seminars, too. I mean, it's it's inevitable. I, I, I know we're going to be covering the IRAs and the do's and don'ts of Roth conversions and all of that coming up here February 19th at our at uh, Turf Valley Resort in Ellicott City. Uh, but but I do know that we're going to be getting lots of questions on the economy and the markets. Mm-hmm. And we'll be happy to cover it all. So, not, you know, not, not a problem at all. Hey, I see we've got to take a quick break here. Let's keep those phone lines open. Give us a call this morning with any of your questions at all on financial planning. If, if you have subject matters that we haven't covered, estate planning, taxes, insurance, what to do with your home, you know, in, in retirement, give us a call at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. You're listening to Making Money Sense. I'm Larry Rosenthal. We'll be back in a moment. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. (laughs) 
Have you ever wanted to be part of something big? Nonprofit organization called Stars Children Africa. Do you want to be a part of something that changes a child's life? Orphans who are high school age who would not have a chance to get education otherwise. Now you can be part of something that brings hope. What we do is we actually pay for the school fees. For about the cost of a new suit, you can change an orphan's future for a whole year. We pay for the school fees, and that averages around $500 to $550 a year total. That means food, lodging, the teaching, the education part, the, the uniform, that whole thing. Call now, 703-201-2494, or go to starschildrenafrica.org. For a dollar and a half a day, one child would be educated for that year in high school. 703-201-2494. Call right now. For $500 a year, you can change an orphan's life. 703-201-2494. Get started with your financial plan today at LarryRosenthal.com or call right now for the Financial Planning Toolkit, 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. This is the Larry Rosenthal Show. You're listening to the Larry Rosenthal Show. If you'd like to dial in, here's your phone number, 855-767-3123. Taking your calls today from anywhere you'd like to call from, 855-767-3123. Let's welcome Mark on the line from South Carolina. Good morning, Mark. How are you today? Hello, Larry. Yeah, doing good. Doing good. Good. Yeah, How can I help you? Get the barbecue ready. It's so nice and warm down here. So, um, Listen, uh, my, financial planner, my financial planner and I talked this past week. And one of the items we talked about was where my stocks are. I think I'm 60% invested in domestic stuff, um, 20% invested in, in uh, global. And one of the things about overseas stuff is that stock has been punished. And uh, he, he says it's due to the fact of what is going on with trade stuff with China and different places. So he, he made a recommendation maybe about maybe pulling the money out of the out of the European stocks and staying more domestic. So what is your thoughts on that? Well, it, that's a very, uh, let's slice this hair really thin here question. And I do agree that global stocks have been pounded um, uh, in 2018. Uh, they are coming back right now. So the makeup of the mutual fund, I'm assuming it's a mutual fund, Mark, that you're in? Yeah, that's correct. The makeup of that fund is going to answer the question to you. Um, you know, with the dollar, with the Fed being off now, the Fed being in a more softer position, we're starting to see the dollar weaken overseas a little bit, which is a tremendous boost to emerging markets. If we get a China trade deal that ends up being a win-win deal, say in the first half of this year or any time this year, global is going to come back. I think that we've we've missed the let's sell and get out of the way conversation on the global funds right now, and I would probably stay uh, uh, <clears throat> from the standpoint of I think things are going to be coming back as far as that goes. Now, with the Europe versus the rest, uh, Europe is, is you know hurting a little bit, so it depends on the makeup of that fund that you're in. I don't know what fund it is, but you know some global funds – and the definition of international versus global, that means that there's probably a slice of that global fund in the U.S. because it covers the whole globe. 
So I would dissect okay. first how much money is in that fund already that's in the U.S., Canada, uh, how much of it is in Europe, how much of it is in emerging markets, how much of it is in frontier markets, the, the, uh, along those lines. But I would be more patient. I'd give it till maybe halfway through this year before I would pull any dollars out uh, of, of the global position right now. Okay. All right. Well, one of, you know, he, he even said about even if I tried to cash out on some of this and, and try to use it for down payments on something else, I wanted to get into rental property here at the beach or something uh, to wait until I'm 59 and a half before you do anything like that, which is, you know, just in a few more months. So um, I, I've told him I'm just going to leave it be right where it's at for now. Um, but, you know, I've been in, you know, putting a lot of money into this account for them to use. And it's, you know, I've just been, I feel like I've been throwing the, the money right out the window here lately. So, Well, when, when the markets are down like this, Mark, here, here's the, the scenario on that. When the markets are down like this and you're putting money in, and so last month's contribution, you lost some money. The next month's contribution, you lost some money. And, and, and I understand what you mean by you're throwing it away because you're putting in the money and it's going down, down, down for the last four months or so, right? And the question becomes, if you're still investing right now, what's your length of time on that investment? For example, let's suppose you're putting $1,000 a month away or 100 a month. It doesn't matter. Whatever amount of money you're putting away, that month's contribution, we need to be asking, what's my timeline on this month's contribution? And if this month's contribution's timeline is, I don't know, 18 months from now, then it probably shouldn't be in a global investment fund. It should probably be in something that's a little bit more conservative. On the other hand, if this month's contribution is designed for three, five, eight years down the road, then there's nothing wrong with that. Does that make sense? That That's yeah. how we have to look at each individual monthly contribution because dollars that – when, when you become 59 and a half in a few months, you're talking about cashing some money out, putting money on a, on a rental property or whatever it is that your plan is – we shouldn't be putting money into equities if we're going to be cashing it out in a few short months. It should be going in the bank, actually. So, so as clients approach points in time with their monthly savings, we have to keep you, – you still want to keep saving. You just might be saving them in a different position. Maybe, you put, maybe you're putting a third of it into the bank now. Maybe you're putting a third of it into domestic stocks. Maybe you're putting a third of it into emerging market bonds or something like that. I don't know your whole situation and your timeline, but that's really the, 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 the deeper part of the question that has to be addressed. Okay. All right. Well, I, I, the money I have decided to stop the, with the, uh, the deposit and set it aside because, again, we're, we're looking at being able to make some investment in some property. So. Well, that's a good thing. Be then, yeah. for us. We're, we're going to invest in the property and be able to set this money aside and use it that way. That's how we're going to do it for right now while this market is it, it's just unsettled right now. So we'll, we're going to do it in that direction. So. Yep, that, that sounds good. But I would probably look to, uh, to probably, you know, if you want, I can have my team look at that mutual fund for you um, if, if you wanted to, uh, to, okay. to, see, to see the makeup of it in there. So we, we, we can offer that service to you as, as far as that goes. So if you want, I'll put okay. you on hold, Bark, and Bob will get your information, and we'll talk to you about that one global fund and take, take a look, and we'll Great. dissect it. Okay, yep, let me put you on hold. Appreciate the phone call. You listen to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. Let's welcome Sean on the line from Maryland. Good morning, Sean. How are you today? Good morning. I'm great. How are you? I'm well. How can I help you, sir? 
I'm trying to find out if you, I'm sure you did, you heard about, um, like, uh, I think it's called 5GAA stock, which is the 5G opposed, uh, 5G that deals with the internet speed. Yep. Do you, hear, uh, do you know, is that a good investment now? And who's the top companies as far as um, producing this? Well, it's it's cellular. It's 5G cellular, right, Chris? Yep, it's yeah. it's 5G cellular. So your cellular your cellular <laughs> carriers, tough word, your cellular carriers are the ones that are that are driving it. Um, you know, te- telecom sector. You can buy an, an ETF in that space. There's also hardware that you can buy stocks on as well. Uh, but but there's going to be a new speed when it comes to cell phone. It's going to be a lot faster, and it's coming out. And some carriers have phones already for it, and some don't. So that'll be interesting as as well when as they slowly switch over. You know, when when a new that's the one thing about technology, Sean. When when a new technology comes out, you're going to have a lot of early adapters to it that say, "Oh, I've got to switch over. I've got to get it going fast, fast, fast." So you're going to see it. You're going to see some some companies that are producing phones get get a lot of sales and and some won't but eventually in a few years everybody's going to be on 5g is is what the scenario is going to be so what what is the what is how would you know about which company is leading the way with that and how do you find out what um you just said it what things that you can buy you said the um oh man i forgot what you just how you just labeled it so you can look up an, an etf that invest in telecom or a mutual fund and you want to look in, into sectors and okay. it'll have a listing of all the different stocks in there and you just might be better off buying that ETF or that mutual fund because that way you're going to have diversification amongst the entire sector as far as that goes. Bottom line here though is you're still going to be placing your money on different telecom stocks mm-hmm. And 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 see in seeing what they do now. The telecom stocks traditionally are value-oriented stocks, not growth-oriented stocks. We could see a lot of earnings come in as a result of the 5G kick-in, but at the same time, pretty much everybody who has cell phones around the world that wants one already has one from that standpoint. So we're going to have to see how the early adapters move. How much faster is it really? And is it worth the change? You know, if, if if you take a look at, you know, are you happy with your phone right now? You might not want to make a change if it's going to cost you another $800 to make that change to the 5G because your 4G phone will still work. It's not like they're going to cut it off. But now would be a good time to be taking a look at it. I like your thought process. So so there's some ETFs and sectors out there, and we can send you out some info on that if you'd like. Oh, definitely. And the last question is, they, with this 5G, they said cars will be able to communicate, and they're um, tying it into less accidents and things like that with the um, the eyesight and the, you know, crash avoidance and all of these other different things, as well as the this, um, street lights. Yes, and that's that's a wonderful thing. And technology is going to continue to improve along the lines there. You know, it's kind of like when hybrid stocks came out. I mean, hybrid funds came, uh, hybrid funds when hybrid cars came out several years ago. Okay, um, people were looking at the gas savings, but yet they had to go buy a new forty thousand dollar car in order to get the gas savings. So, so technology takes a time. There's a turnover time 
for people needing the get rid of the old products to get get into the new products. Sean, I got to put you on hold here. I've got to close out the show. I'll come back on as soon as we're done. Appreciate the phone call. You listen to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. Go visit my website, LarryRosenthal.com. Click on our seminar tab. Love to see you over there at Turf Valley Resort in Ellicott City on February 19th. We have two classes, one going from 1 o'clock to 2.30 and the other one from 6.30 to 8 p.m. Uh, refreshments will be, will be there. There's no cost for the seminar, and the refreshments are free. We're going to be talking about the do's and don'ts of Roth conversions and the life. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.